What's up and welcome to Wait Hold Up Podcast with Jessica Molina and Yarel Ramos. Each week, tune in as we have unfiltered conversations about careers, relationships, wellness, feminism, and of course, we'll often be joined by guests you either know or should know who will share their humor, knowledge, and their very own Wait Hold Up moments with us. Here at Wait Hold Up, we want you to feel like you found your crew, your girls who you can do life with. Listen, it's a crazy world out there and we can all use some help in our efforts to live our best lives. We don't have all the answers, but we're down to figure it out together. Thanks for listening. Here's our latest episode of Wait, Hold Up. So, Julissa, welcome to the show. Thank you. We're so excited to have you. I know. You. Thank I'm you so, so much excited. for coming by. <laughs> she um, looks amazing. Yeah, seriously. I'm she walked in and I was there. like, dang. I know. Is that for us? <laughs> and then we found out, no, it's for Drake. <laughs> <laughs> it's for y'all too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Try and sell that to somebody else. Okay. <laughs> so, obviously, the first thing that we see when you walk in, and I'm sure that anyone sees when you walk in, is this beautiful head of curls. Um, and I know that your journey to loving your curls and to loving your hair has been a process. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes. So, um, yes, I'm my own, uh, walking advertisement with my curly hair, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, the idea for Rizos curls came, I can specifically remember the moment when the f- idea first emerged was I was going to a quinceañera and my cousin's laid my head over an ironing board and ironed my hair straight (laughs) (laughs) with the clothes ironed. Yeah. And that was, you know, especially like in the hood back then, you didn't really have straight uh, straightening irons yet. So it was like, by any means necessary, we're going to have straight hair. So everybody around me would straighten their hair. And I just remember laying my head over the ironing board thinking, like, oh my gosh, I have to, we have, there has, there's got to be a better way. This is really hot. Yeah. I mean, not, not. And like, also you're putting your like life in yeah, their hands. Not, seriously. Like, neck, real close, real close. <laughs> real close. So I was like oh, 11 man. years old or something, but that was the first time I ever um, had my hair straightened. And um, even at a young age, I just remember seeing everybody around me uh, growing up in a very Latino, pre- predominantly Latino neighborhoods. I always saw the majority of the people around me had some type of texture, whether it was wavy, whether it was curly, coily, whatever it was, it was texture. Well, the majority had texture, but the majority straightened it and you would never know. So um, you would never know that their hair was curly. So I just I just always 
um, grew up seeing that uh, so many Latinas not embracing their own natural texture. And it was always something that um, became very important to me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Was the conversation also negative? Like, were people telling you that you had, like, pelo malo? Yeah, of course. It was like, I remember... Uh, my mom always tells me this story of when she uh, would take, she took me to go get my first haircut. And when I tell you I had big hair, so imagine me what I look like now, but in a, my same hair, maybe even bigger and longer on a little girl, like on a little like oh three-year-old, four-year-old. So cute. <laughs> I just had hair for days. So um, I remember my mom always tells a story of when I got my first haircut, my mom let me go choose my own haircut. She just probably did it to distract me. But like the picture, I went to the hairstylist and I took this picture and it was like this blonde, uh, straight hair girl with like really long hair. And then the lady, like I just remember, like I remember that day and she remembers that day, but the lady, everybody was like laughing and laughing. And I was like, I want you to cut my hair like her. Yeah. So it was like long hair. So I think um, definitely growing up, you always um, hear how, oh, este pelo, que voy a hacer con este pelo? Like you know, from everybody around that, that's just kind of the, um, what's accepted as the norm of to, to say a lot of subtle things like, Oh my, what, how do you do your hair? Um, you wish your hair was straight, don't you? Mm-hmm. Oh man. Like there's always like negative comments that are made. And I think that, um, we internalize it, like whether we like it or not, it's kind of, it's something, it's like fog, like you breathe it in and you don't really, um, you don't really understand the damage it does mm-hmm. until later, but it's there. Yeah, that's crazy. Did you were were your like cousins or family members also? Did, were you like the only one that had curly well, hair? Well, so my on my so my parents were both born in Mexico, but on my dad's side, they're more so their their family's Afro Mexican. So I have. So most of them either look kind of indigenous or just straight up like Caribbean-y. Mm-hmm. Um, so on my dad's side, that's where all the texture comes. So a lot of my tias look like they look straight up like mixed with like uh, completely Afro-Mexican. And they have very, very coily textures like on the you know curly spectrum. They're probably like four A's. Um, and then on my mom's side, they are from an area in Mexico that everybody looks white. They're more like Guadalajara, like they look 100% like Caucasian, tall, colored eyes, light skin. So I grew up with the very, even though they were both from Mexico, I grew up with these two sides of my family where my brother, green eyes, six foot something, light skin. And he, when he was little, his hair color changed now, but it was like very blondish. Mm-hmm. And then me, I came out kind of like in the middle of the two. So I wasn't as dark or as my hair wasn't as coily as my dad's side of the family but I was definitely like the colored kid on my mom's side of the family Mm. so um I think that because of that I got a lot of like I like there would be little comments like all the time like oh man um oh Tony's so lucky like he oh aren't you aren't you Mm. Tony got the colored eyes or I would even hear it with some of my family members um that had similar situations where like one kid would be dark and then one kid would be light um, they would be like, oh, poor, poor, you know, this little girl, like she's dark or. God, it's so disgusting. But isn't it? I mean, I feel like it happens in a lot of communities. Like you would you would not even think because Mexico is such a mixed country of like many different people. Um, and it's still I mean, it happens 
today. Like it happens today. It happens in other parts of the world where we literally belittle sometimes. And speaking about children, like depending on like the texture of their hair, their skin color. I mean, all these bizarre things that we don't think affect children uh, or even, you know, just adults in general. But man, like just hearing this, like I'm just like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) I remember. I remember situations growing up where like, Maybe um, I wasn't as light skin as my little cousins or my hair was definitely darker. And it was like, oh, like she's la morena. You would see me, right? And it's like my hair is just dark. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. That's fine with me. But then it's in the back of your mind. Like, is that something bad? Like, should that, why is that, why is it bad? Why should I be kind of cornered and not as pretty as my cousin Mm -hmm. with the blonde hair? Yeah. I think for too long, colorism has sort of been like overlooked in the Latino community. And I feel like it's dope because we're finally in a space where because of social media, because of movements that have been happening, people are being outed and these conversations are happening. And I think that the curly hair community is one of those spaces where it is really taking root. Um, Hey, no pun intended. Um, (laughs) So, you know, how did you get to the place where you were like, F what y'all are saying, you do not know what is dope and what is beautiful and my hair is amazing and it's actually a gift and I'm going to treasure it and I'm going to like help other people learn how to embrace their hair as well. Yeah, I think for me, um, gain, like, I feel like me gaining confidence and like, having like a high self-esteem I wasn't able to really be confident until I was able to embrace my hair I think being able to embrace my hair had everything to do with being able to be confident and um I went through that experience I was very lucky that I went through that in high school um and it, it it just something just kind of clicked like I was going I was very lucky again like like we were talking about I grew up here um, in, in LA and I went to um, a magnet program um, high school that had a magnet program and it was it taught us so much about like race class gender and it taught us about um, just like all these stereotypes that we internalize in society and so that that allowed me to kind of break down these like preconceived like internalized racism that I had you know I, I, I had deep inside me and so that allowed me to um, recognize that this self-hate that I had was rooted in just racism that I had taken in. Um, and so once I did that, I started trying to embrace my hair. I started just trying to just embrace myself in general. Um, and once I did that, um, I just wanted to share it with everybody else. I was like, oh my God, like this is beautiful. It feels so great to be able to be comfortable in my own skin, in my own hair. And I would love to bring that same joy and acceptance to other people, other women specifically. So I would, um, even back then, I would kind of create my own concoctions of hair products um, because I feel like for my texture, especially um, out in the market, everything was either like beach waves or it was way too thick for my hair or way too too um creamy for my hair so I needed something that was kind of like in the middle so you know growing up my grandmother um she would always you know turn to the earth turn to plants to care for you know ourselves for anytime we were sick she was like making some kind of remedy with with plants and Mm -hmm. you know herbs um so she would when I was younger on my scalp I used to have really dry like almost like eczema on my scalp and she would use 
savila, aloe vera, the gel fresh from the plant to cure it. She would use limon. She would use all these different things. And so I carried that with me. So I would kind of make my own concoctions from things that you could find in kitchens. Um, So I would see different curly girls literally since I was super young since I I learned how to embrace my hair I would meet curly girls like in the bathroom or whatever and they would say oh my hair is curly but it could never look like yours um and so we would end up being friends they would always we would always end up like somehow like I would come over they would Mm -hmm. come over and then I would do their hair and then they would start wearing their hair curly um so that's where it came from and all throughout college all throughout my, all my experiences that stayed constant. So even when I had it wasn't launching or working on Rizos itself, that's one thing that always stayed constant was me sharing my, you know, little recipe for how to style your hair naturally with other curly girls. And Julissa, you mentioned that when you were 11, like your cousins or, you know, they were trying to straighten your hair. Did you grow up like um, straightening your hair constantly? Yes. Like was oh, that was yes. that you in high school? Like yeah. yeah. So up until I embraced my own natural curly hair I was damaging my hair so much I was waking up at like 4 a.m to straighten my hair and my hair is was especially back then it was very long um and even my texture was even curlier so it would take me almost three hours to straighten my hair Good Lord. And I have a lot of hair. Like if you put your hand around my hair, you're going to be like, oh my God. And was, and was this, like you were doing this because you, like at, at that time, did you feel like, oh, I need to straighten my hair. Like, oh, this is, makes me look more beautiful. Oh yeah. I was like, curly hair is so ugly. I hate it. I would cry. I remember I would cry. Like when I, when I was younger, what, before I had a straightener, I would cry like, oh, I can't, I look so ugly. I look terrible. This, este pelo, like, da, da, da. I remember just, you know, like when yeah. I think back, I'm like, girl, you're tripping. You're, you're right? cute. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And so for you to then get to this space, because, you know, I have sort of I'm wavy is my hair. My sister has curly hair like you. It's crazy how like and that's another thing how like different it is within families. Yeah. Um, Did your sister like it, though, like growing up or was she like my mom didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> and so if you look back at like our pictures when we were like young kids, my hair, my hair was more was straighter when I was younger. As I got older, it got curlier. Um, so my hair, I'd have like, you know, my hair in like a little ponytail and it would look fine. Yeah, and then like right with like a little like thing. And my sister's hair would be like brushed out (laughs) or it would just be like a blunt cut that would not like do anything for the curls and I you know so it was all I have to say is Amy if you're listening I love your curls and and, you know and it's interesting because it's like obviously also the thing is my mom has curly hair but no one had the texture as my sister so learning how to deal with your own type of curls when no one else around you really has that style is hard Um, and you don't know where to begin and so I think it's like for her it's definitely been a journey and she has spent hours in the bathroom she has done product after product I can straighten my hair in 35-40 minutes it would take her three hours yeah same like it was like that sort of like and I and obviously I don't know but I remember looking at her hair and actually I was very like envious I was gonna tell you that because I grew up always wanting curly I thought it was beautiful Beautiful. I I, like begged my mom to give me a perm when she got (laughs) it I think it was in style and you know the perm and like it was really really curly yeah I remember begging my mom like please like I just want curly hair like yours and she's like no 
when you're older and my mom's hair was like literally like a perm like crazy crazy <laughs> curly and I, and it's like me wanting to have curly hair so even just listening to you like it's how crazy right like sometimes yeah. we always want what we what don't we have. don't have and or we don't understand because lord knows god knows what he was doing because i do not have the patience to even do my hair right now so if <laughs> yeah, had yeah, given yeah. me right get longer or curlier hair but you know talking about that like you don't know what to do if you don't know anyone who has hair like you how did you learn how to address your needs and how can someone else because i know that the, the journey to like replenishing your curls is a long journey it's full of some un some not so great hair days um yeah. you know so like how did you get to that point where you're like okay i'm just gonna commit and i'm gonna learn everything that there is to know yeah i mean for me it was a lot of trial and error i would say it took me a good like maybe like five years of buying everything mm. that you could imagine like i remember for my first communion i got um like fifteen hundred dollars because i have a yeah. huge family <laughs> yes i have a huge family so like twenty dollars everybody imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. like all of them gave me twenty dollars <laughs> i have 13 uncles and aunts on my mom's on my dad's side and 11 on my dad on my mom wait 13 on my dad's side 11 on my mom's side yeah so you can only and they all have like a million children yes so i had a lot of so i so i remember i had a fifteen hundred dollars yeah and girl. i use every single penny towards hair products like Damn. i would buy everything Thing imaginable and a lot of like it just the majority just like would not work mm -hmm. um so I just it was just a lot of trial and error um with my own hair and then that's when after using so many products and them not working I turned to my kitchen and that's when I started kind of making my own thing mm -hmm. and then I would just kind of research it I would just um you know I very lucky that I grew up in the era of the internet yeah <laughs> now we had internet not like you know probably my mom's generation didn't have that luxury but um I was able to you know kind of learn about what ingredients are good what ingredients are bad and then I also learned it from my grandmother too and she didn't necessarily know about curly hair but she knew about like she was very well versed in um what natural ingredients are very good for your scalp and etc so um, yeah, it was just a lot of trial and error, but now for, if people want to learn how to care for their hair, now you can just hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> curls. That's probably what we do. We, we get hundreds of messages every day, um, on Facebook, the majority of them are in Spanish and on Instagram, the majority of them are in English, but we are like around the clock answering messages, answering emails on how to care. Um, it's actually very interesting because, so we had our soft launch um, right before the, like pretty much by soft launch, what I mean is like, I just turned on the website and obeyed a Facebook page and Instagram right before the hurricane last year in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of people didn't realize about that hurricane, what happened is that it forced an entire island of women to go natural. Mm. An entire island of women that the majority you know have gone through the exact same kind of experiences as most curly girls where you're not embracing your hair you've been damaging it straightening it putting mm -hmm. chemicals in it to you know get it straight are literally now forced to have to go natural they don't have a straightener anymore so with that hap when that happened it was it that was a huge turning point for Rizos curls because we were the only hair care brand that spoke Spanish, not just spoke Spanish, but spoke their kind of Spanish that and answered them and communicated with them the way that they wanted to. So for them, the majority 
in overnight it was we gained like 50,000 Facebook followers and it was just in Puerto Rico Puerto Ricans wow. like now I think we're like almost at 60,000 on Facebook um Puerto Ricans and it's like the majority of them are Puerto Ricans Dude. that's crazy and it was around the clock messages like when I tell you it was we would wake up, I would, I remember I would answer the messages right before I went to bed, like 9 p.m. By the time I woke up, I already had 100 more in my inbox. Asking you for product. I, not just for product, but um, how to do it. Like, Because mm. during that time, we couldn't ship anything. Right. But we had, as soon as the mail carriers went back up, the you know mailing, yeah. we could start shipping to Puerto Rico, we already had hundreds and hundreds of pending orders. Like, wow. I was like, you guys don't even have electricity. Some of you don't even have water. How are you finding ways to message me on facebook that's interesting that that's also like you're like what you're saying you don't have electricity so you're using your little bit of resource to hit up (laughs) because it's important but that's important important. that's for latinas we run the beauty industry because we want to look good we could be going through tragedy we could be running running through like a horror movie whatever it is but we want (laughs) to look good while we're doing it yo that's honestly i just got chills when you talked about that because that's a story that I have not heard of. That is something that I had no idea about, but it's kind of beautiful. Yeah, and it like, makes sense. In this tragedy yeah. that so many women are just like, okay, I have to go back to basics. And basics in a lot of ways that are very devastating, but basics in a way that is actually really beautiful and to not deny mm. your God-given hair and your God-given like beauty. Yeah. And right. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Oof. when that was going on, I felt very, very invested in everything that was going on. Like we had just, you know, we weren't, we were brand new and we didn't really have, you know, I had started off with zero marketing budget. So we didn't really have much. But during that time, I was donating 20% of our um, sales to the both Puerto Rico and Mexico relief. But a lot of it went to the Puerto Rican relief because like, all these, it was just so real to me because they were all like, I was talking to them every day. Like they resonating were, with your it story. It was so resonating. Not not just not just about their hair, but they're telling me like, oh, we haven't had water. I don't know this. Like, they're, you know, they're telling mm-hmm. me everything that's going on. Like, we still don't have electricity. This and this. My my sister Family members missing. Exactly. Right? And then it kind of became. Um, because we were speaking to so many of them and so many different people, um, they would tell me what city they're in, and then I would like talk back to other people like oh well Bayamon just got this Caguas is, is do I heard well I spoke to a lady in Caguas and she told me that wow, the relief is coming resource. there so we were communicating with them in so many different ways like I was so updated on like what areas were getting relief which ones weren't which ones started getting more electricity um because we were so invested in everything going yeah. on because we were talking to hundreds of them every single day are you still in like I, did out of that did any relationships form oh my where God. you're like like we till this day our number one market the number one market that orders Rizos curls is Puerto Ricans wow number one that's like, why mi gente what's up what's up what's up, what's up? <laughs> yeah like I am so invested with Puerto Rico like it's and it's very interesting because I also have like a relationship with Puerto Rico in that one of my cousins, she's um, half Mexican, half Puerto Rican. And so my grandparents um, died when I was very young. So her Puerto Rican grandparents have always been kind of like my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And they used to live out here, but then they retired and moved to Puerto Rico, to Peñuelas mm-hmm. out there. So I've gone many times to go visit them. Like I would go, like I'm very close with her Puerto Rican family. So, you know, I would go be it's your family yeah Yeah. it's like like they're like my abuelo so um 
I feel like that tie with them too, because like, you know, I, so many things that they would tell me, like, I was like, I've been there. I know exactly what you mean. And yeah, you know, et cetera. But yeah, I know the Puerto Ricans. I'm like, man, I have so much love and like for them. And, and even just the way that they like, it's just so like, I can just see them like everything that happens. I'm like, I know exactly. I can just picture them. Like I will have so many Puerto Rican ladies on Facebook messenger, literally voice texting me like, Quiero hacer una orden. Mi tarjeta es tres, cuatro. <laughs> I'm like, girl, like, you just really trust me. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. They're like, we got you. We, we see yeah. you. You're, you're voice texting me your credit card information. Was there a, <laughs> so um, was there, was there any indication when they were speaking to you and reaching out as to what they were saying about their curls and maybe why they neglected them for so many years? Oh, yeah. It was just it was like um porque siempre utilizo el blower like it was just like a matter of fact like well you know we o- we only use the blower like right. and so everybody was just kind of like mi, mi cabello está muy dañado like el, tantos años de blower like that's yeah. o, o plancha or you know but it was like almost like we were they didn't explain much it was like they just assumed you knew because and you did which i did yeah so they were just kind of like girl you know you know how it is you know how it is right and now i have to have curly hair and you know my hair is very damaged yeah (laughs) i need help yeah and i went through a damaged phase too so i would always be like okay this is what we're gonna do okay this patience boo boo is gonna take a while this is what you gotta do now stop yeah. Stop damaging it and yeah. let's do these steps. Yeah. How crazy. I mean, like Jess said, it's a beautiful story and, and, and all the, you know, the disaster and everything that was going on. Like, it's still like a beautiful story about embracing this naturalness that we don't. I mean, yeah. even like thinking about days without makeup or days without like just yeah. all these things. We're right. like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> that's like, you're going to see me completely naked and bare. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. So uh, incredible. Yeah, that's no. incredible. And thank you. That's beautiful what you guys were doing as well. Yeah. Thanks so much. And speaking of, you know, your soft launch. So you just celebrated a year it's about so it's, officially it'll be the 28th oh my gosh oh my God. congratulations hey. so definitely talk us through the process of starting risos you know um i know it's been a long time in the making yeah. so tell us everything yeah so um i the formulas took me four years to create it was a very long process and i worked, went through two different labs um, i just wanted to make sure they were absolutely perfect i always said i'm not launching it unless it's the perfect formula and worst comes to worst i have a lifetime supply of perfect hair product that works for my hair and my family's <laughs> hair so unless i have that like i can't so that's why it took so long um and to me like again ingredients were very important to me i wanted something that uh, would not only you know define my curls but would also nourish them and keep them healthy and repair any kind of damage or help help, help get them healthier not do the reverse so um definitely staying away from harsh chemicals is very very important to me um so yeah when I launched officially it was just I was still working full-time in corporate <laughs> like I was you know I was working for Nestle oh, and wow. I had a great I was in a great, like, as a career-wise in the corporate where, where world. What did you study in college? Yeah, or? so um, in at UCLA, I studied international relations, international studies. And then in grad school, I went, I got a master's in business management in Wake Forest. So I was, like, business all the way. And then while I was in 
grad school, I interned for PepsiCo. And then from there, I went straight to Nestle and I held a bunch of different positions within Nestle. My last one was I was um, the account manager for like a few billion dollar brands for them and managed like so much all over California. So I had a great, it was great, but I mean, my passion was always Riesel's. Um, So it was a very tough situation because, um, you know, I was, you know, kind of managing my day job that was paying for everything and my side hustle that, you know, made my heart beat. Yeah. Um, and I officially quit my day job, I quit my corporate job and, you know, just went straight to Rizos around um, November. So in the beginning, it was just really, really hard um, because I was like, <laughs> I had like three full-time jobs practically, yeah. but I couldn't have done it without my family. Like they were just huge, huge supporters. Um, you know, the drawing on my bottle, that's my cousin Vanessa that drew it by hand. That's a beautiful picture. The thing, yeah, she's so talented. Um, the pictures on my website were all my cousins and I. Uh, my brother took the photos. I made the website. Um, my fulfillment was my Theo Juan's garage on Crenshaw, Washington. I was just saying that yes. yesterday in Mid-City. <laughs> and um, on that same street, you know, the majority of my family lives in Mid-City off of Washington Boulevard. So I would just like p- like drive down Washington, pick up all the chiquillos, like all my little cousins. <laughs> and I would be like, Melissa, Shetsi, Juanito, Rosalie. And they would just like all get in my car and I just had all the workers. They- and their parents were so <laughs> eager. <laughs> their parents were so eager to like, yeah, you have to trabajar, que bueno. <laughs> so I had like a bunch of free labor and i would just pick them all up and take them to my tio juan's garage and they would just it was like a little sweatshop in there because it was like all it was like and it was it's always hot out here so and but i'm sure they loved it right yeah they were like can you can we play yg like oh my god that's so funny they're like little la like you know exactly um so yeah so i had a bunch of it was like our whole family pitched in and everybody helped my parents house was in storage um just everything was just everyone had a role um and everybody it's amazing it's new talents that we didn't even know that any people right. had like even my cousin Vanessa like she was always good at like drawing but she never knew she could draw like a graphic design that would go on a bottle and right. then after that that inspired her to like, keep going and doing that more like so many different like even my cousin that modeled she was like I've never done this before like all of a sudden I had like someone I forced my brother to become a photographer I forced another one to become a videographer I forced another. <laughs> so that's dope and yeah. let's talk about like using what you got like, right because so many people who are starting their own businesses it's like, but I don't know anybody, but like, you don't know what people are capable of yeah, until you ask them to right. do it. And, and something too that you mentioned that I know a lot of people that have great ideas and sometimes don't know what to do, the funding. Yeah. Because there's, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of money that you need to start something off. I mean, as much as you want to um, use all the resources that you have, you already had, I'm assuming like savings to be able to lift off the company. Yeah, yeah. So the So my savings, so I started saving when I was 15 years old and the majority of my savings that I had to use towards resources, like my investment money from, you know, just cause I started working at my parents' restaurant as a waitress when I was 15. So I was always just working and I would always save my money even when I was like working, um, in corporate. Um, but the majority of it went towards all the formulas cause mm-hmm. it was four years of it. It was very expensive and there was all these expenses that came with it. So by the time it came down to launch, like I, 
literally had zero marketing dollars. Like I was just kind of like, all right, well, um, I'm lucky that I have an iPhone and yeah. we're going to make this happen. For real. So I think that we are very, very lucky, especially um, millennials that grew up with social media and grew up technology. like technology. Um, we have so many resources at our fingertips. Like I recently read the 2017 Nielsen report on Latinas. If you haven't read it, you'll, you need to read it because it's a 55 page report analyzing Latinas as consumers in America. And it's just so much information on, on how huge of a buying force we are. So, and what that pretty much told me was if you're Latina and you have any kind of idea for whatever you need, or you feel like there's, there's a need in your community, do it because there's a huge market waiting for it. And if you don't do it, that report, just put like the entire every all these huge companies on alert to find something so but if you don't do it these other companies are going to do it and they have millions of dollars and they're gonna figure out a way to 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 you know money off to take yeah yeah. so just do it and i think for me i learned that you don't really you honestly don't need that much money like you can what you what i lacked in marketing dollars i made up in creativity Mm. you know there's so many filters there's like photoshop on your phone there's um you can like literally the iphone with an iphone camera you can take photos that look almost professional mm-hmm. um there's you know uh, like planally for example like you can organize your 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 feed um there's so many with huji like you can make like a super like retro looking um photo like there's just so many ways that you can utilize and so many apps and i always tell people i'm like ask me like i will tell you what apps to use and how to do this and i also utilize what i used to utilize a lot was boosting posts with like ten dollars um i was able to get really specific on the targeting on facebook and instagram especially facebook on um targeting like specific uh, they, they had you could target something as specific as like this mom with three kids and like you know shops at Trader Joe's mm-hmm. or something you know like yeah. you could get so specific if you wanted to but I would boost different things and that allowed me to you know reach more people and 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 all like pretty much get um and an analytics too yeah. so I've been using that and just kind of like learning as I go um but yeah so I'm definitely gonna say we're gonna want that list of apps and then if you are subscribed to our newsletter we will send those out and because I know that there's I I love what I know that there's so many people who who are working on their own projects and I love what you said about um like that there that the Latina market is so strong because I feel like well, yes, I absolutely think people should support your products. I just actually used your shampoo and conditioner uh. for the first time the other day. <laughs> so, um, and it's super like, like smooth and it's not clunky and it just goes on really nice. Um, shameless little plug there. Um, <laughs> but I think that, you know, it's our responsibility in our communities to put our dollars behind what we say that we're about we're so quick to get behind these major brands and i think that it's really important that we like look into our local areas and support support like local businesses who are doing things that are amazing and maybe it's a couple dollars more because target doesn't you know can be cheaper or whatever the case may be but it's always worth it in the end because at least that is 
encouraging that person to continue on their pursuit. Yeah. And we support each other. Like, I think the one of the most beautiful things that happened to me when I launched Rizos was the amount of women, mm. of other women, female business owners, Latina business owners that reached out to me to lend their support. Wow. Like whatever love that. people that I had never met, never spoken to, they just saw my story or they, you know, glanced at my Instagram or something. And they were just like, girl, I have this business how can we how can we help each other mm. so i think that's been my biggest resource and i think for my biggest um advice for anyone that's wanting to start their own business is like grow with your community they are your biggest mm. resource like there's so many other latina owned brands that i talk to on the regular like we are helping each other like do not reinvent the wheel there are so many other latina owned businesses out here that we are helping each other like we have a little um like crew the patty from hija de tu madre the brand and then Brittany chavez from shop latinx mm-hmm. and we We'll have random, like, you know, little meetings, little powwows where we talk about different challenges that we may be facing and how we can support each other. And most of the time, like, one of us has the answer. Yo, that makes me so happy. I know, for real. To know that that's, like, for happening real. behind yeah. the scenes. 100%. Yeah. That's All of them, like, Viva La Bonita, um, Vive Cosmetics, like, Oco Madre Candles. Like, we're all, like, pretty much, it's there's a huge community of Latina-owned Instagram brands. Uh, and I call them Instagram brands because that's where, you know, that's our marketing tool. The mm-hmm. majority of us use to reach other, other, um, uh, our, the masses looking at bath, bath and body. Like I can keep going. There's so yeah. many. And, um, we are just how incredibly supportive all of them are towards me, how I am towards them. Like best believe, like when I, my biggest goal right now, and then what keeps me up at night is how to scale, because I feel like. Uh, for so for so long we're so used to being grassroots for being small business mm. but no i want latino i want latino owned to co- become mainstream yes. i want to break that and have it uh rizos curls be available on mainstream level and best believe like once i do like we're all like we're all winning yeah yeah, we're, we're all, all coming with you. Like, yeah, you're like, yeah, you're like yeah, the yeah. ladder, yeah. like nabu you coming yeah. up and yeah. you're coming right. up exactly that's so amazing and so beautiful Exactly. So I'm like, we're all doing it because I know they would do it for me and I'm 100% doing it for them because it's like, it's, it's not not just doing it for them. It's doing it for our whole community because everything that they represent and like everything that they support and they believe in, it's it's more than just like with, with Rizos, it's more than just curls. With, um, you know, Hija de tu madre, it's more than just clothes. Like we are supporting issues that are affecting our community. We are, um, you know, supporting other female businesses. We are, we are, we are here for each other, for the community, for our culture. So yeah. Yes. Bro. Yes. That's a soma right, <laughs> right there. there. I, I feel will like, leave you with that. I know for real. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Not just only for creating a brand that is absolutely needed, but also for continuing to be a woman who's about seeing other women, other Latinos succeed um, and like shining your light so bright so that it helps to light the path for others to like find their way. The Latina ladder. Mm. I love it. Climb, yeah. Yes. Climb. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can find Julissa on Instagram and you have a website as well with yes. Rizos Curls, correct? RizosCurls.com and Instagram at Rizos Curls, Facebook Rizos Curls Hair. 
amazing and of course we'll have all of that on our social as well julissa thank you so much thank for coming so in much. today thank you we're huge fans yes i'm fans of <laughs> <laughs> till next time bye, bye.